Good evening. This is the October 10th, 2023 regular meeting of the Rent Board Commission. I am Executive Director and outgoing Board Secretary Christina Varner, and Rent Board staff member Diana Flores and I will be managing the WebEx remote meeting functions together with Rent Board staff member Craig Jens-Fronson. Some members of the public may be attending the meeting in person, and other members of the public may be viewing the meeting live online at the link listed on the agenda and remote meeting public access information. We ask members of the public for their patience during tonight's hybrid meeting. Public comment may be provided by telephone only by dialing 415-655-0001 and entering access code 2664-801-8865. The Commission will take public comment from members of the public present at the in-person meeting first, and then we'll take comment from members of the public appearing remotely. As in previous meetings, I want to thank the many people who have worked to make this meeting possible, including the Rent Board Commissioners, Corwin Cooley at the Department of Technology, Rent Board staff, particularly Barbara Texador, Craig Vance Bronson, Amir Omidvari, Kathy Helton, Eileen O'Neill, Diana Flores, uh, Senior ALJ Kumis, and board secretaries from across the city who continue to provide much needed advice on remote meetings. Thank you. Members of the public, the Rent Board Commission meeting where the commissioners may be considering your case on appeal is not an interactive hearing. This will be your opportunity to address the commission. For members of the public appearing both in person and remotely, general procedures have not changed. You will have three minutes to provide your comment. If you have an interpreter interpreting your comment, you will have six minutes. If you have requested a reasonable modification based on disability from staff prior to this meeting, your comment will not have a time limit. If you are, you are encouraged, but not required to state your name for the record. If you are giving comment regarding an item on the agenda, please state which item you are speaking about. Please note that anything you say during public comment cannot be used as evidence with regard to the item on which you are speaking. Once your time is up, staff will so indicate and you will be informed your time is up or your mic will be muted. Again, public comment from members of the public appearing in person will be taken first. Once all members of the public appearing in person have had the opportunity to speak, staff will open up public comment for members of the public appearing remotely. The remote public comment call-in instructions are posted with the agenda located on the Rent Board's website at sf.gov slash rentboard in the commission section. While you may view the meeting using the link located on the website, the agenda and remote meeting public access information, remote public comment may only be given by dialing in on the phone. The phone number to call into the meeting to give public comment is 415-655-0001. You will then enter access code 2664-801-8865, press pound and press pound again. You will not enter an additional code. You will hear the meeting as you wait on the line. You will then dial star and three to enter the public comment queue. You will then hear you have raised your hand to ask a question. Please wait to speak until the host calls on you. Please make sure that you're in a quiet location and that all computers, phones, and TVs around you are muted so there is no echo sound while you speak. When it is your turn to speak, staff will unmute you and you will hear your line has been unmuted. You may then give your comment. Withdraw your question, dial star and three again, and you will hear you have lowered your hand. When your three minutes are up, staff will so indicate and your line will be muted. You will be moved out of the speaker line and back as an attendee in the meeting unless you disconnect. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak during another public comment opportunity. Please visit the Rent Board's website for ongoing updates regarding hybrid Rent Board Commission meetings. President Gruber. Thank you very much. Uh, let's call the meeting to order. We'll have the reading of the Ramatush Ohlone Land Acknowledgement. That was a, I'm so sorry. Pardon me, Commissioner Tom. Pardon me. Okay, no problem. Thank you. We acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramaytush Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. 
As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramaytush Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramaytush community and by affirming their sovereign rights as First Peoples. Thank you. Uh, roll call, please. Thank you, President Gruber. President Gruber? Here. President Gruber present. Commissioner Tom? Here. Commissioner Tom present. Commissioner Wasserman? Here. Commissioner Wasserman present. Commissioner Klein? Commissioner Klein not present. Commissioner Mossbrucker? Here. Commissioner Mossbrucker present. Commissioner Crow? Here. Commissioner Crow present. Commissioner Chan? Here. Commissioner Chan present. Commissioner Sawney? Commissioner Sawney not present. Commissioner Hung? Commissioner Hung not present. Commissioner Haley? Commissioner Haley present. Uh, I would like to acknowledge that the following staff members are also present. Uh, Senior Administrative Law Judge Joey Kumis, uh, Deputy Director and Board Secretary Barbara Texador, and myself, Executive Director uh, Christina Varner. Craig Van Spronson is handling the in-house IT and Rent Board Specialist Diana Flores is joining us remotely. Thank you. Uh, now we have uh, remarks from the public, please. Thank you, President Gruber. It is now time for the first of two public comment periods this evening. A second public comment period will occur after the consideration of appeals. Members of the public, the Rent Board Commission meeting, where the commissioners may be considering your case on appeal, is not an interactive hearing. This is your opportunity to address the commission. Both public comment periods tonight are for general public comment and for all items listed on the agenda. For all members of the public, whether appearing in person or remotely, general procedures have not changed. You will have three minutes to provide your comment. If you have an interpreter interpreting your comment, you will have six minutes. If you have requested a reasonable modification based on disability from staff prior to this meeting, your comment will not have a time limit. You are encouraged but not required to state your name for the record. If you're giving comment regarding an item on the agenda, please state which item you're speaking about. Please note that anything you say during public comment cannot be used as evidence with regard to the item on which you are speaking. Once your time is up, staff will so indicate and you will be informed your time is up or your mic will be muted. As stated earlier, public comment from members of the public appearing in person will be taken first. Once all members of the public appearing in person have had the opportunity to speak, staff will open up public comment for members of the public appearing remotely. We will now take comment from members of the public here in the meeting room. Please step forward one at a time if you wish to provide comment now. There are two public comment periods. One is before the consideration of appeals and one is after the consideration of appeals. It's for anyone to speak who wishes to speak. So if it's regarding an appeal, then you would just state which appeal you're here for and step up to the podium, please, to provide your comments. You'll have three minutes. I guess I just have a question. Are, are you all uh, reading the uh, document that I gave today? And yeah, I guess today, if you're reading, that's the one that I want to be considered so I don't have to talk it. If you wish reading to comment, I can start the timer now and you can go ahead and re and speak, say whatever you would like to say. Um, my just question is, are you considering on my appeal, the document that I 
presented today that you guys got in an email. Whatever documents were submitted to the commission today have been provided to the commission. However, they may have just been provided to the commission because it's late uh, to a uh, late submission. Okay, so should I read it or uh, can I assume that you will read it and then make your decision based on it? Um, I have to, we have to go on with public comment. Okay. If you wish to read it into the record, I'm going to go ahead and start timing right now. No, I will just hope that you read it. I, I ask that you please read it before making a decision. Thank you. Um, I'm here for petitioner on 1150 Union Street in 604. And let me know when I should start. The ALJ made a perfectly correct determination given the evidence in the case. The ALJ correctly found that both Ms. Miller and her husband, Greg Seek, took the homeowner's exemption continuously from 2016 through the end of calendar year 2022 on a home that they co-own as joint tenants in Belvedere Tiburon. The home is worth nearly $4 million today and has views of the Golden Gate Bridge and Angel Island. They only tried to unravel that piece after the petition was filed in this case and they were served with it. Otherwise, they would still be taking it today. The San Francisco apartment is fundamentally used for work and business purposes. In fact, in Ms. Miller's own words, she made two very telling admissions at the hearing that perfectly explain why the ALJ correctly made the decision that she did. The following testimony occurred at the second hearing on April 24, 2023. Ms. Miller even used the present tense many months after the petition was filed. In a moment of candor, she makes an important admission, but then catches herself, tries to walk the admission back, and then makes an even even more important mission. Here's the testimony. It's about 30 seconds. Sir, please play, please um, step near the mic. Thank you. So when you say on the lower end, do you sleep there once a week, twice a week? I don't know. I'm not, I, I, I really, okay. you know what? This is more of my office. Ms. Miller, Ms. Miller admitted that the apartment's more of an office and that when she finishes any work she might be doing there, she goes, quote, home to her husband, close quote. Case closed. Greg Seek was present at both hearings but refused to testify. This is why the ALJ correctly determined that the house in Marin County is the principal place of residence for both Ms. Miller and her husband while they both use the apartment for work and business purposes. They use the Marin address for their personal joint tax returns. They use the apartment address for the corporate tax return for the company that they created and owned together, Paradise Partners LLC, which owns and operates a few beauty spa facilities. One of them is on the 600 block of Market Street here in the city. San Francisco apartment address is the address it lists on its articles of organization, which were filed with the Secretary of State. Ms. Miller and her husband are entrepreneurs. Good for them. But decontrolling the run in the apartment will cut into their company's profit margins, and they want to avoid that. Needless to say, my client should not have to subsidize any of this. There's nothing surprising or out of the ordinary for a married couple to live together. That is what Ms. Miller and Greg Seek do. They live together in Marin. Ms. Miller admittedly relied on ChatGPT to assist her with opposing the petition, and it gave her the idea of crafting a particular story about a married couple living separate and apart. A story that Ms. Miller really principally resides in San Francisco, and that her husband principally resides just a short trip over the Golden Gate Bridge in Belvedere and Tiburon is just that, a story. Thank you. Yeah, that story in her appeal should be enough. Thank you. I'm just petitioning uh, Judge Dial um, for nine months from November 2022 until through July 2023, instead of $225 per month that should be credited to what I owe the subtenant Sarah Lewis, 
it should be more like 500. And that's based on percentage share on calculated by um, square footage, not just for the head count of the apartment. The other thing I want, I'm petitioning about is a hardship. I've started a career over again and I'm starting brand new straight commission. And um, it's going to be a few years before I even show a profit. And I want to make sure to, that it's perfectly clear to my subtenant that whatever I owe her or do not owe her, the rent should come first and we'll work out a payment plan. But she told me a few months ago that if I didn't move out, she was going to take me to the rent board. I would owe her quote for decades and that uh, she would live there rent free and that I would lose the place. And that's been for four, I guess. So my, again, my petition is just a slight correction based on square footage and then also uh, work out a payment plan um, with the subtenant with whatever I happen to owe her. But, but it's crystal clear that, you know, she can't, whatever you guys decide is fine, but it, it should be that the rent comes first so we don't jeopardize the other tenants of the unit um, having a place to live. Thank you. ใครก็มาเสียงเหรอเอ่อไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้ไอ้
Are there any additional members of the public in the meeting room wishing to provide comment? Am I supposed to respond now? It's up to you when you would like to respond, sir. If you want to speak now, please go ahead. Hi, um, my name is Yubin Lei, and I'm the property owner of 960 Moscow, and I'm here to respond to the tenant's appeal. And what happened is when we leased him the place, the laundry service was never part of the service. The reason for that, because we paying extra shares of the utility bills, and there are four people, and my parents and my cousin was there, so it's like, Total of seven people, and they paying four shares, and we have three people who are paying another four shares. We have the intention that not letting them use the laundry room, so he knows that. And then, during all this time, he's using it because he's threatening my parents and he's bullying my parents. Say that, hey, if you're not letting me use it in San Francisco, I can do a lot of things to get you have no house, get the house from you. So that my parents, it just like keeping silence for all of these years until my parents died in July of 2021. I took over the ownership in November 2021. And then he called me in January, asked me to provide him a laundry. I mean, the, the laundry was broke down, uh, the, the, the washer. So I told him that, okay, I will take a look at it. And I asked my sister and confirmed that. The laundry, the washing machine was never, never part of the service. So that's why that I am not going to provide it to him. And I explained it to him and I asked him that you are not supposed to use it. Anything in there, you're supposed to move it out before I can lock it. So that's what happened. And regarding the hallway, because we are making the unit is being to be an ADU for the city code. And I have to give them a direct access instead of go through the garage. So actually, I'm just doing everything is to confirming the, the building code to make it more affordable for everything and easier and safer for him to live there. So that's my response to uh, his appeal. Thank you. Are there any other members of the public in the room wishing to provide comment at this time? Hey, my name is Mandy Lay. I am the previous, I was the previous owner for 960 Moscow Street. This lease contract was signed by me that time. We intend not to let them use the laundry at all because we have three people upstairs and they have four and we pay four share. They pay four share because we pay one extra share for my parents to use the laundry room. But he is always trying to threat my parents so my mom didn't even let me know they use it. He say in San Francisco, a lot of tenants can get the landlord's house. You better watch out. You better nice to me. And then he even fret my mom, say he saw my mom scratch his car, but my mom never did. I remember on Father's Day, on, that Sunday, my mom passed away. On Thursday night, he called me. He said, downstairs people, it's really give me all stress. My mom had to stroke on Father's Day because he, for all those years, he's been threatening my mom. He even tell my mom that you have more people live upstairs at nighttime, you need to, do this and do that. Don't let, I told my mom, don't ever go to the backyard because he, she got a lot of stress. 
for all these years, when they went to the court to do this, I never saw up, but this time I have to tell the truth because he just, when we signed the contract, we told him he cannot use it. It's only for my parents. Otherwise we wouldn't pay extra share. Three people live upstairs, he leave four people downstairs. So I want to clarify. And he is ruling, giving us a lot of trouble. I tried to, went to City Hall, get the restrainer order. I told him and he cooled down and he wouldn't do anymore. But later he did it again. So I tell my mom told me, don't do it because do it. He will find other way to threat her. So I like to clarify that's what happened. The laundry service is never in the contract. And he knew that, but he. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any uh, additional members of the public wishing to provide comment here in the room? Now that all members of the public in the meeting room have been given the opportunity to provide their comment, we will open up public comment opportunities for members of the public attending the meeting remotely. The remote public comment call-in instructions are posted with the agenda located on the Rent Board's website at sf.gov slash rentboard in the commission section. While you may view the meeting using the link located on the website, the agenda, and remote meeting access information, Remote public comment may only be given by dialing in on the phone. The phone number to call into the meeting to give public comment is 415-655-0001. We'll then enter access code 2664-801-8865, press pound and press pound again. You will not enter an additional code. You will hear the meeting as you wait on the line. You will then dial star and three to enter the public comment queue. You will then hear you have raised your hand to ask a question. Please wait to speak until the host calls on you. Please make sure that you are in a quiet location and that all computers, phones, and TVs around you are muted so there is no echo sound while you speak. When it is your turn to speak, staff will unmute you and you will hear your line has been unmuted. You may then give your comment. To withdraw your question, dial star and three again and you will hear you have lowered your hand. When your three minutes are up, Staff will so indicate and your line will be muted. You will be moved out of the speaker line and back as an attendee in the meeting unless you disconnect. You may stay on the line if you wish to speak during another public comment opportunity. Rent board staff member Diana Flores will be operating the phone system tonight. I will be keeping time. When your time is up, you may hear a timer ringing. Time will be called and you as the caller will be muted. Ms. Flores, do we have any callers raising their hands in the queue wishing to provide public comment? We do not have any callers in the queue. Thank you so much. So we will give it just a moment to see if any callers uh, to provide comment join us. So this is the first of two public comment call-in periods this evening. And if any members of the public uh, wish to provide comment, the time is now. You would dial 415-655-0001 and enter access code 2664-801-8865, press pound and press pound again, and then dial star and three to enter the public comment queue. Ms. Flores, do we have any callers in the queue wishing to provide comment? There are no callers in the queue. Thank you. So at this time, uh, we will close the first of two public comment periods this evening. Um, and there will be a second opportunity for public comment after the consideration of appeals. Thank you. Public comment finished? Yes, President Cooper. Okay, we'll move on to Approval of the minutes. I'll uh, move. 
So moved. Second. Any additions, subtractions, comments? Call for the vote, please. Motion to approve the minutes of September 12th, 2023. Commissioner Wasserman? Aye. Commissioner Chan? Aye. President Gruber? Aye. Commissioner Tom? Aye. Commissioner Mossbrooker? Aye. Commissioner Crow? Aye. And Commissioner Haley? Minutes have been approved. We'll now move on to item six consideration of appeal. I understand that item A 103 uh, Riva Avenue has been withdrawn. Yes, that's correct. Mem was kind of confusing. She talked about an appeal and then she talked about a uh, petition, but everything's, everything's been withdrawn. That's our understanding, Thank you. Move on to item B 960 Moscow Street, Unit A. The tenant appeals the decision granting in part the tenant's claim decreased housing service. In the decision, the administrative law judge found the landlord's liable for rent reductions in the amount of $574 due to the lack of adequate heat from May 9, 2022 to October 31st, 2022. But determined that no other rent reduction in base rent was warranted for the tenant's other claims in the appeal, the tenant claims that the ALJ made errors in fact regarding the laundry facilities. Would move to remand um, for the reasons stated in the ALJ's memo, um, in where she indicates that um, she found both the landlord and neither the tenant nor the landlord were more credible in establishing whether the laundry Phillips facilities were included in the base rent and in light of the new fact that the laundry room was not part of the garage area she would like to take more clear testimony on this so we're just remanding on a singular issue of laundry okay yes. all right yeah i'll second that any further comment I'll call for the vote, please. A motion to accept the appeal and remand the case to the administrative law judge to receive any additional evidence or witness testimony and argument regarding the tenant's decreased housing service claim for loss of laundry machines. Commissioner Mossbrecher? Commissioner Wasserman? Aye. President Gruber? Aye. Commissioner Chan? Aye. And Commissioner Haley? We'll receive a, a note from the uh, office uh, for a hearing. Will there be a hearing on this? If needed, or, or is a hearing? If there is needed, I, I think it's likely there would be a hearing. Okay. You'll receive, you'll receive a, a, a letter from, from the rent board. Uh, giving you instructions, we have accepted the uh, the laundry issue only to be reviewed. Yeah. Only the laundry. You'll, you'll you'll get instructions from the from rent board. I will get another You can call the office as well tomorrow if you have questions. Okay. We move on to item C, 1349 Folsom Street. The master tenant's appeal was filed one day late. The master tenant states that he submitted the appeal late because he had not attended the hearing as he was misled by the subtenant into understanding that the petition for unlawful rent increase would be withdrawn. I'll move to good cause. I'll second. Any discussion? Vote. Motion to find good cause for the late filing of the appeal. Commissioner Mossbrooker? Aye. Commissioner Wasserman? Aye. President Gruber? Aye. Commissioner Chan? Aye. And Commissioner Haley? Aye. 
The master tenant untimely appeals the decision granting the subtenant's claim of disproportionate rent payment under rules and regulations section 6.15 C3. In that decision, the administrative law judge found that the master tenant liable to the subtenant for rent overpayments in the amount of $2,652.50 from August 1st. 2022 to August 31st, 2023, when the subtenant paid more than the proportional share of the total rent to the master tenant. On appeal, the master tenant alleges that the ALJ made errors of fact since the subtenant misrepresented the amount of space utilized, the details of the monthly fee charge, and whether there was a settlement prior to the hearing and claims that the subtenant breached the lease several times. I would move to deny. Second. Any discussion? Call for the vote. Motion to deny the appeal. Commissioner Wasserman? Aye. President Gruber? Aye. Commissioner Mossbrecher? Aye. Commissioner Chan? Aye. And Commissioner Haley? Aye. We move to item D64, Toledo Way. The master tenant appeals the decision granting in part the subtenant's claim of disproportionate rent payments under the rules and regulations 6.15C3 and decreased housing services based both on the merits of financial hardship. In the decision, the administrative law judge found the master tenant liable to the subtenant for rent overpayments in the amount of $25,175, February 1st, 2020, December 31st, 2022. And the subtenant paid more than her proportional share of the total rent, but denied the subtenant's other claims for decreased housing services. In the appeal, the master tenant alleged that the ALJ made an error when she calculated the proportional rent by the number of tenants in the unit instead of square footage usage. The master tenant also appeals on the basis of financial hardship. I would move to deny. Second. I would join that motion, but I think we should remand for a hearing on the hardship application. So I would be interested, I would be willing to deny a substantive appeal, but I think we have to have a hearing on the hardship petition. There's two separate appeals. Yeah. So one we can deny on the substantive, but then you would, okay. Yeah. So we'll do one first and then the other. That sounds good. Okay. Okay, so for the uh, denial of the uh, uh, first uh, appeal or first uh, uh, decision, vote please. A motion to deny the appeal on the merits. Commissioner Wasserman? Aye. President Gruber? Aye. Commissioner Mossbrecher? Aye. Commissioner Chan? Aye. And Commissioner Haley? Um, I would move to remand the matter to consider the master tenant's hardship petition. I'll second it. Any discussion? Call for the vote. Um, motion. Commissioner Mossbrecher, did you, you want to uh, accept the appeal and remand the uh, case on the basis solely on the basis of financial hardship? Yes, please. Thank you for putting that into the question. Well, that wasn't very well. It'll probably get wordsmithed. <laughs> uh, Commissioner Mossbrecher? Aye. Commissioner Wasserman? Aye. President Gruber? Aye. Commissioner Chan? Aye. And Commissioner Healy? There'll be a hearing only on the uh, hardship appeal, and you'll receive the uh, notice from the hearing off, uh, from the uh, uh, rent board office uh, or uh, the date for that. 
Next, 1150 Union Street, apartment 604. The tenant appeals the decision granting the landlord a petition seeking a rent increase under rules and regulations, section 1.21. The administrative law judge determined that there was no tenant in occupancy of the unit at the time the petition was filed, since the tenant primarily resides at a home in Marin County with their spouse. In the appeal, the tenant alleges that the ALJ made errors of fact abused her discretion by not properly evaluating the evidence and testimony would show that she primarily resides in the unit in San Francisco. I uh, filed a notice of recusal at the Ethics Commission on the basis that uh, Represented this owner before, even though I had nothing to do with this matter. So, I'll excuse myself. We have a motion. I move to deny. Second. Discussion. Um, other than to assure the parties that we read it. Everything that was presented tonight. No. Discussion. Offer the vote. A motion to deny the appeal. President Gruber. Aye. Commissioner Tom? Aye. Commissioner Mossbrooker? Aye. Commissioner Chan? Aye. And Commissioner Haley? Aye. Administrative law judge's decision stands. Need to get Commissioner Wasserman back. Oh, yeah. Please, uh, please forget about this. <laughs> Move on to item number F, 1381 Utah Street, unit number one. The landlord appeals the decision granting the tenant's claim of unlawful rent increases. In the decision, the administrative law judge found the landlord liable for rent overpayments in the amount of $14,739.54 from February 1st, 2020 to August 31st, 2023. In the appeal, the landlord alleges that the ALJ made errors of law and fact. In particular, the landlord claimed that the ALJ did not allow him to fully cross-examine the tenants to develop affirmative defenses and that he should not be liable to the tenant for rent overpayment because the tenant himself did not pay the excess rent and has violated rules and regulations section 6.15 C3 by overcharging his tenant. Second. Discussion. Motion to deny the appeal. Commissioner Mossbrecker? Aye. Commissioner Wasserman? Aye. President Gruber? Aye. Commissioner Chan? Aye. And Commissioner Haley? Aye. Administrative law judge's uh, decision stands. Item G. 2700 Mission Street, Unit G. One tenant appeals the decision granting in part the tenant's claim of unlawful rent increases. In the decision, the administrative law judge found that the rent increases in November 2020 and July 2022 were null and void because they exceeded the allowable amount, but that the increases in March 2018 and July 2023 were lawful such that the tenant Petition underpaid the rent in the amount of $1,456.43. On appeal, the tenant alleges that the ALJ made errors of fact regarding the lease, rent increase history, 
September 2023 rent payment and calculations of rent overpayments for July and August 2023. The tenant also objects to the manner in which the landlord's agent has pursued collection of the rent underpayment. I would move to grant the appeal for the ALJ to review um, the rent calculations and overpayment calculations as they're set forth in the tenant's appeal. It appears that there are some mathematical errors yeah. that be corrected on the record. I second that. Not the same. Is there something with the COVID preventing payment payments for this? Is that anything to review? I've heard a quick note. Is this a remand just for a technical correction? Yes. The ALJ did make some errors in the calculations. Uh, did you want that ALJ to actually review any? Yes, new arguments or evidence. So just to correct the mathematical problems. We could just uh, that would you could just do a remand for a technical correction. Yeah. Calculations of the do that. That's fine. That would be fine. Anything further? All for the vote. A motion to accept the appeal and remand the case solely for the ALJ to issue a technical correction. Commissioner Mossbrecher. Commissioner Wasserman. Aye. President Gruber. Aye. Commissioner Chan. Aye. And Commissioner Haley. Yeah. Rent board has accepted the uh, appeal regarding some technical corrections. Uh, you will receive notice from the office of the uh, information in time of uh, hearing. There will be no hearing, but we'll issue well, it won't be, this will be a, a decision. Yeah. Won't be a hearing, it'll be a thing. Uh, the office will take the immediate information on what proceeds. We now move to. Uh, Second uh, remarks from the public, please. Thank you, President Gruber. It is now time for the second of two public comment periods this evening. I'm going to repeat myself. Both public comment periods tonight are for general public comment and for all items listed on the agenda. For all members of the public, whether appearing in person or remotely, general procedures have not changed. You'll have three minutes to provide your comment. If you have an interpreter interpreting your comment, you will have six minutes. If you have requested a reasonable modification based on disability from staff prior to this meeting, your comment will not have a time limit. You are encouraged, but not required to state your name for the record. If you are giving comment regarding an item on the agenda, please state which item you are speaking about. Please note that anything you say during public comment cannot be used as evidence with regard to the item on which you are speaking. Once your time is up, staff will so indicate and you will be informed your time is up or your mic will be muted. As stated earlier, public comment from members of the public appearing in person will be taken first. Once all members of the public appearing in person have had the opportunity to speak, staff will open up public comment for members of the public appearing remotely. We will now take comment from members of the public here in the meeting room. Please step forward one at a time to the podium. dumbfounded and I'm really upset that you would accept that lawyer's painted view. He does not know my life. My life is in San Francisco and to, you know, because he just talks about a house that was the man I married. I mean, that that is, and I guess I don't get to ask you any questions. You know, how many nights, like he took that quote out of context. What I was saying is if I spend you know, what is it? Is it the sleeping time? You know that that, that counts, and and it, this was also during COVID. And my question is, you know, if you are spending time, and this is your home, and it's been for twenty years, whether it's day or night, and it varies, it's it's all of it. You know, how many nights 
is acceptable to have it be my home, my residence. There is no clear cut thing to go by. So to, to be ruling against me when this is my home and this is my, my work, I need that place. Just because I, you know, he talks all about my husband's business, which it has nothing to do with, all of that is lies. So there is another house, you know, I married a guy who has a house who raises kids in Marin, but that has nothing to do with who I am as a person and my goals and my San Francisco. I'm a native, I'm, I've been in that place, my mother lived in that place, that is my home. So I don't understand, I'd love to hear why, how you guys can sit there and go, this is not my home and I need to spend, which it's hard enough for me to pay that. And it's not my husband who pays that, this is me. I'm an individual and, and the lawyer, just all this stuff, it's all about him, the guy I married. Like I'm nothing and my goals and my, what I do and all of my friends are in San Francisco. So much of my life is in San Francisco, much more than Marin. So how can you take my home away from me? I don't understand. I would love to hear from, from people who have voted against this video because I am not accepting it. I've got to go to the, the next level because I don't, I don't get it. And as I said, if there was a prescription, if you could tell me every week, it has to be four nights that I stay there, fine, I'll do it. I mean, what, you know, I just wanna understand, but I don't understand this process and all that stuff. And if, you know, if it's because he took the tax exemption, which I knew nothing about, and then it was really easy to unwind, I had no idea about it, it's nothing. It's, it was worth $90, it was, it, it was so easy to take my thing off. So if that's, I mean, it, it's about that. I just don't understand. Can any of you please say something to me? I really, I, I'm disgusted with the way he wrote about everything, the lies that were in that document. And I have nothing, I get nothing. I get no recourse. This is because the landlord spent all that money on a lawyer. I, I don't understand. It's my home and you're taking it away from me, basically evicting me. 42.5% increase, I can't afford that. Thank you. No one can speak to me. Is that true? That's the that's the process. Running in sixty four Toledo once again. Thank you for um, considering the financial hardship. I want to make sure you guys understand what the the issue I have with Judge Giles' decision. She granted me um, up for a nine month period the fact that I didn't have use of the parking. And so that's where she came up with $225 times nine. Um, but she based that on the headcount of the tenants. But my understanding, according to the rent board, is that you can also base it on square footage. So my question is who determines that, right? Because I didn't have. Any storage uh, in the apartment, including the kitchen, the downstairs garage, the uh, pantries, zero, nit, zip, zilch, nada, um, no parking. So if you look at my appeal, it should have been more like $500, not 225 times eight months, not nine months. That's my only issue. It's not the end of the world. So instead of Applying 2025 to to what I owe Sarah it should be more like 4,000. That should have been in in the documentation. So, I guess my question would be, who determines how how to figure out what is fair proportional usage? Does the master tenant determine that? Does the rent board determine that? Does the subtenant determine that? Who determines it? Um, one last thing, I just received a. A letter from my land, my the building owner. Um, this subtenant knows what her agenda is. She's approached him and pitched with a multi-paper document, pitched him on how to evict me, how to get me out of the apartment so she can take it over for herself solely. And she's offered to pay up to four thousand dollars or and even more if I am um, evicted by October sixth somehow. Um, and she lists all kinds of things, why I would benefit my, land, my building owner, even though she has no relationship with the building owner. I'm, unfortunately for me, I'm her uh, landlord. 
in this situation. I didn't realize that having a roommate made me the landlord. Um, thank you very much. That's all I got to say. Any additional members of the public here in the room wishing to provide comments? If so, please step forward. So now that all members of the public in the meeting room have been given the opportunity to provide their comment, we will open up public comment opportunities for members of the public attending the meeting remotely. The remote public comment call-in instructions are posted with the agenda located on the rent board's website at sf.gov slash rent board in the commission section. While you may view the meeting using the link located on the website, the agenda and remote meeting access information, remote public comment may only be given by dialing in on the phone. The phone number to call into the meeting to give public comment is 415-655-0001. You will then enter access code 2664-801-8865, press pound and press pound again. You will not enter an additional code. You will hear the meeting as you wait on the line. You will then dial star and three to enter the public comment queue. You will then hear you have raised your hand to ask a question. Please wait to speak until the host calls on you. Please make sure that you're in a quiet location and that all computers, phones, and TVs around you are muted so there is no echo sound while you speak. When it is your turn to speak, staff will unmute you and you will hear your line has been unmuted. You may then give your comment. To withdraw your question, dial star in three again and you will hear you have lowered your hand. When your three minutes are up, staff will so indicate and your line will be muted. You will be moved out of the speaker line and back as an attendee in the meeting unless you disconnect. Rent board staff member Diana Flores will again be operating the phone system tonight. I will be keeping time. When your time is up, you may hear a timer ringing. Time will be called and you as the caller will be muted. Ms. Flores, do we have any callers raising their hands in the queue wishing to provide public comment? There are no callers in the queue. Thank you. So we will give it just another moment. This is the second of two public comment periods this evening. Um, this is the last opportunity to address the commissioners this evening. If you wish to provide public comment remotely, the number to dial in is 415-655-0001. You will then enter access code 2664-801-8865, press pound and press pound again. And then you would dial star and three to enter the public comment queue and indicate to staff that you are wishing to speak. So we'll give it just another moment. Is any other members of the public are joining us wishing to provide public comment? Ms. Flores, are there any members of the public in the queue wishing to provide comment? No, there are no members of the public wishing to provide comment. Thank you so much. So at this time, we're going to go ahead and close the second of two public comment periods this evening. Thank you so much. And we'll move on to item six communication. Thank you, President Gruber. Give me just. Good evening, commissioners. Uh, this is executive director Christina Varner. You should have received articles today from, or this week from the San Francisco Chronicle and SFS, along with departmental workload statistics for August, 2023. And that is all. And I guess there's no item seven. That's never been hazardous. We move on to item uh, eight, uh, directive report. Thank you. Wait just one moment. Good evening, commissioners. Executive Director Christine Barner again. Um, daily operations continue as usual at the rent board. Um, we have yet another new staff member with us tonight. <laughs> She's happening. She's in the back row. This is Michelle Lamb. Uh, Michelle is our 
first ever new finance analyst. We are thrilled. I personally am throwing a party that she has arrived. We're very, very happy. Michelle has proven to be fantastic already. Um, she previously worked uh, at the airport um, and uh, she comes with a lot of skills and we are happy to have her. Uh, she is a San Francisco native as well. Um, so we are, we are very thrilled um, and we welcome Michelle. Yeah. Welcome. Um, so just a couple items um, with regard to outreach tomorrow, October 11th, uh, rent board staff members, Aaron Morrison and Jennifer Rakowski will uh, give a presentation at community boards to uh, community boards mediators regarding the rent board services. And uh, I think that will be all of the outreach for this month. It is quite busy in other regards. Um, so the housing inventory and rent board fee informational notice has been sent out to 95,000 property owners uh, with 90,000 more to be sent out later this month. The notice provides proposed fee assessment amount, instructs owners how to apply for a rent board fee exemption, and provides instructions on how to report into the housing inventory. And so if any owners have questions, they can call 311. Uh, and a huge thank you already to the rent board inventory and fee unit and the public information unit staff who have handled uh, many, many inquiries so far. We're extremely grateful for their very hard work. Uh, with regard to legislation, uh, so you may know Board of Supervisors file number 230810 which will uh, amend the tenant right to organize legislation was passed unanimously by the Board of Supervisors on October 3rd and is currently with the mayor. The amendments would specify that an individual tenant may have a tenant association representative present during their meetings with the landlord and require landlords to remain in attendance at meetings of a tenant association for up to two hours. The amendments would also clarify what it means to confer in good faith and the types of matters that may be discussed with a tenant association and clarify that a duly formed tenant association remains in good standing unless and until either it fails to recertify on the landlord's request, which can happen no more than once every three years, or a new tenant association is formed to take its place. Um, two more uh, statewide. So California State Senate Bill 567 which makes changes to the California Tenant Protection Act was passed by the state legislature and signed by Governor Newsom on September 30th. The bill limits no-fault evictions and strengthens protections for tenants covered by the California Tenant Protection Act rather than San Francisco Rent Ordinance and expands private and public enforcement of the Tenant Protection Act. And then- That's not effective till April though, right? April 1st? The effective date on retroactive to, to April. April oh, it is. I read it wrong. So it's understanding. It. Okay. Whoops. All right. And then uh, California State Senate Bill 712 was passed also by the state legislature and signed by the governor on October 8th. And this bill requires landlords to allow tenants to uh, own a micro mobility device and store it in their rental unit unless the landlord provides free secure storage. And it def the law defines micromobility device as a device that is powered by the physical exertion of the rider or an electric motor and is designed to transport one individual or one adult accompanied by up to three minors. Hey, what, what the bill number? 712. That passed. Great, more fires. And, and I apologize, Commissioner Wasserman, it is April 1st, 2024. Hey, I'm, I'm just sweating because I remember telling people <laughs> we have to deal with this in April, not now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six months. Um, just one reminder, uh, Board Secretary Texador had sent out uh, the Department on the Status of Women's Gender Analysis of Boards and Commission Survey to all of you. Um, and that needs to be completed, please, by October 18th. So I think you sent it a couple of days ago last mm -hmm. week. Yeah, so if you can just take a quick look at that. There is, I believe, an option to just quickly respond in a link. That's due on the 18th. On the 18th, yes, please. Thank you. I think it's just a few minutes. Thank you. Um, and that's the director's report. I don't know if there were any questions. Great. 
I guess when we get to all business, we're going to have to kick the can again. <laughs> President Gruber? Um, that answer directed report? Yes, sir. Uh, old business? Uh, okay, we just took care of old business. Well, we didn't take care of it, but but one, Commissioner Klein's not here, and two, the mayor has not signed it yet, or has I can't. It does. I mean, I'm sure it's yet. Yeah. yeah, but well, I think it's a safe bet that it'll be law come the next meeting. Hopefully, Commissioner Klein's here. If it is law by the next meeting, can you distribute it so we can take a look at it? Perfect. Thank you. I, I, there's been a couple drafts. <laughs> they, they've edited a few times. And I, don't know, I don't have a profile, but I do. We'll make sure to distribute that prior to the meeting. So that Thanks. Sure. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. If she doesn't sign it, it's still be, if she has, you know, absent a veto, it, it, it then becomes law regardless. It's different counting days, right? Two days. Right. Um, yeah, so we'll provide that to you with an advance or you can see. Um, and so you want to continue this item for old yes. business then November. meeting just to clarify. Yeah, continue. Thank you. And now we move to new business. There is no new business. And calendar items. Item 11. The next regularly scheduled uh, meeting of the Rent Board Commission will be on November the 14th. Uh, that's a regular in-person meeting here at 25 Dennis Avenue, room 610, and it will also be streamed via WebEx. Um, I believe at this time we have three appeal considerations. I think, I think that's all. Question. Uh, when we receive information to our portal, um, I found that this time, and, and I don't know if we're good at this stuff, I had to go back to the last time I received information from you. Everything went to the last, uh, in, in a month ago. That's where I found the new stuff that came in. Is that, is that where you guys found? That's what I think Linda mentioned that too. Yeah. Oh, do you mean in the OneDrive link? Today, as an example, we received the information right today for, for our, our uh, hearings. But you had to go to, to the- Understood. We'll, we'll make sure that we, we had some uh, staff outages and trying to figure a few things out. So yeah, no, make sure, the, yeah, not to have that issue again in the future, President Gruber. I was looking for today's date. What, um, See, had to go back to the month ago. Apologies for the confusion. I mean, we can't con again control the number of submissions that come in at a very late time, but there were quite a few that came in. Um, tried okay. on that. <laughs> okay, if uh, nothing else, uh, meetings adjourned. Thank you. Thank you. I'm